broadcasting before and probably after the rapture. It's the Drew Marshall Show. I remember driving down the Young Street with the hearse and this this tune cranked. <laughs> Pump it up. That's that's how cool I was. <laughs> were they Canadian? No, these guys are Irish. Oh, that's right. This is our St. Patrick's Day special. Yeah. Hence the theme. <laughs> Hold on, we got to wait to the, yeah, 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 to the yeah. chorus. Here we go, folks. Come on, you know this song. Can you imagine seeing a hearse go by with this cranked out of the windows? Who does that? All right, it's our St. Patrick's Day special, folks, and uh, we have been enjoying <laughs> libations. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's been fun. No, it's been a good show. Up next, a guy that I've been told is a really great guy, but we'll find out for ourselves. Mr. Ted McGinley, actor extraordinaire. It's just, I mean, his bio is like 60 pages long here, so I'm not going to read it. I just want to say... Welcome to the Drew Marshall Show, Mr. Ted McGinley, on our St. Patrick's Day special. Tell me you do something St. Patrick's-y every year. Oh, yeah, I do. Thank you so much. What is that? You sound like from... <laughs> are you related to Sarah Palin? What was that? <laughs> yes, this is, that's the best I can do. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course, you know, my, my granddad's from Ireland. So uh, it was, you know, it's... All, it, it was right up there with Christmas in his house. Uh, it was a big deal. And uh, we've had many, <laughs> many a great evening and day on St. Patrick's Day every year. Well, I'm glad you've joined us. We were, we were a little, like, last year, who did we have last year, Tim? Was that uh, Sharon Corr last year, right, from the Corrs? Yeah. And when then was Sinead? Was she the year before Sinead that? Sinead O'Connor was the year before that. So, so maybe you, we can get Ted really? to swear, So, too. Ted, yeah, those the last two characters, they both swore during our show. So could you continue the, the tradition? Could you please swear during my show, please? I would love that so much yeah. if you could swear. Yeah, sure. Sure. Son <sighs> of a gun. Yeah. Hey, is Kelly, Slater, uh, is Kelly Slater the best surfer ever? Yes. No way. Really? Yes. Yes. He's phenomenal. And by the way, he's a freak. I mean, he's as good today as he was. He may be even better today than he was when he first started. Uh, and he's a scratch golfer. Man, I hate him. I know. I hate him, too. He's very hands. He's got everything. You know, he's got everything. What about Duke Kahanamoku? <laughs> no. You know, he was... Those days, they surfed on these giant redwood boards balsa i think they were redwood boards that literally if they hit you they'd kill you <laughs> and uh so he was one of the first but they couldn't do what kelly can make right. you know, 15 turns in yeah. in one section of I, wave. Believe, I believe we call them cutbacks if you don't mind oh cutbacks okay and so are you a big surfer no, I'm six four, so I my center of balance is freaking horrible. I took my I lived in Australia for five years, and I took my son for uh, surfing lessons uh, for his thirteenth birthday, and we have a lot of footage of me falling. That's all. Yeah, me too. You know, I have so I have two boys, and my oldest son wanted to go surfing, start surfing with all his buddies, yeah. and because I'm an actor and I'm quite often uh, unemployed. <laughs> Uh, I was the dad that ended up loading up all the guys, and so we were constantly going on these surf safaris, and it was it was fantastic. Uh, and I got great footage of them surfing in Malibu with the dolphins in the background. Oh. It was 
Yeah, it was so great. But I'm still the guy. You know, I'm kind of a longboard guy. I, f- I fall a lot too, but I love it. You know, um, I know, I know you were a surfer. I mean, I could figure out that you were a surfer simply by the fact that you married someone named Gigi. <laughs> yes. Which, by the way, okay. So last night I threw her a surprise fiftieth birthday party, and it was did it go insane. off? Insane. It went off without a hitch, and it was so complicated. I will never do it again as long as I live. Uh, I had so many. I was. It was so deceitful in every way. I just couldn't live with it. And uh, and at one point, I was. I accidentally butt dialed her. I was hitting golf balls, and I butt dialed her while I was hitting balls. And I was talking to this guy that I was hitting with about what a pain in the rear my wife is. Uh, and I was talking about. <laughs> And I'm talking about, you know, she's, she, everything I set up for this deal, she's got something else that we have to do. So I can't pull it off. Yeah. And she's driving me crazy. Anyway, it turns out that it went off without a hitch. And then I, and I couldn't explain to her what I was talking about yet because it would ruin the party. So finally last night I got to tell her what I was talking about. That's oh my gosh! So anyway, fun. it was really fun. I had so many of her friends in on it, but we had a Broadway show. Oh. Everybody had to be a Broadway character. What did you? What did you dress up as? I was one of the guys from Jean. I was uh, from Les Mis. I was Javert. Well, that's just like me- that's just like messy, f- messy clothes and a French accent. Like what? Yeah, exactly. That? Because I had to drive her there, so I couldn't be in costume. Oh, okay. So the two of us were not in costume, and then I had some stuff stashed there that I just put on real quick. Who and came? We all had performances. These are people that are, you know, just friends of ours, like hedge fund guys and accountants and, you know, hedge and fund uh, guys. attorneys, and they're having to sing and perform, and it was hysterical. It was magic. Who had the best outfit? Uh, there was a guy there that was, I'm not quite sure what musical he was in, but <laughs> <laughs> he had like a leopard skin pantsuit. That was hysterical. Oh, he was from uh, he was from Spinal Tap. <laughs> is that a musical? Yes, it is. Spinal Tap, the musical show. <laughs> yeah, I don't the know. Movie? Yeah, the movie. Yeah. It's close enough. Yeah. Anyway, it was fair. But you know, this guy's a commercial real estate guy, and he's walking around with medallions, and and I just thought, you know, it's just so cool that all these people did that for my wife. That's I was cool. very touched, and she cried. I wrote a song for her. Oh, she's she's from Ohio. And the song is called The Buckeye Girl. And, nice. uh, You're very, my Buckeye Girl. <laughs> and a buddy of mine who's a big music producer did it for us, and it was it was just great. It was Dude. one of those magic nights, that, and, but I had like an hour's sleep because I had to get up and clean it up. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> now, yeah, listen, with doing that kind of a uh, suck-up move, you're good for, what's that, like a year and yeah. a half of stupid moves? Well, in my house, it's about a month. Yeah. I got a lot of them. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I definitely bought myself at least a good month. Good. Um, yeah. So, in other words, last night, you and Gigi did not sit around and watch American Idol or Survivor or The Biggest Loser, because apparently you're junkies on those shows. True story? Uh, I hate to say it. Yes, we are. We're TiVo, you know, we're we're TiVo nerds, so we te- we don't ever sit down and watch things as they go, but we... We get back to it, and then we sit down and we, you know, we watch it late or whenever we can. Yeah. Uh, and I got in big trouble because I was over rehearsing the song, working on the song with my buddy, and I wasn't here in time for the finale of uh, The Bachelor. 
and I couldn't. You know, it was one of those things. She was fuming when I walked. She was like, "No, we're going to watch The Bachelor together." Uh, <laughs> Wait, can you imitate? Can you imitate your angry wife again, please? <laughs> yeah. Well, see, now you see why I only get a month in my house. Oh man! Did you guys uh, meet on the John Larquette show? No, we actually met doing a play. In oh, Jupiter, Florida. Burt Reynolds, she was an yeah. apprentice at the Burt Reynolds Theater. That's right. That's and I right. had just done a film with Burt, and Burt said, hey, come down to this theater. He said, I'm directing a play, and I'd love to have you in it. <clears throat> and I went down there. It was Ozzie Davis, myself, and Joel Silver, and then you work with all the apprentices, yeah. the apprentice. And my wife was sort of the star of the program, and I met her there, and that was it. I, it was like somebody hit me with a two-by-four. When did physical evidence... Wait, that's probably the wrong time to mention that. Say those two oh, words yeah, together, yeah. but um, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. It was that the thing that was the the deal. Yeah, that was the movie. Oh, okay. that was the movie that I worked with Bird on. By the way, directed by Michael Crichton. Yeah. By the way, was that not in Toronto? It was in Toronto. Thank my you. First time to Toronto. Thank you. Loved it. Yeah. I think we were filming in Cabbage Town. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. You owe yeah. you owe Bert Reynolds in the great city of Toronto a debt of gratitude, don't you? You better believe I do. By the way, the I, there's no. I love working in Canada. Love it. Love it. Love it. Why, love it. Why do I feel there's a butt coming? Yes, there isn't one. Oh, there there isn't one. Okay. Uh, I could I could live there if they let me. I really do. I love it there. I love the people. It's cold. And uh, the crews are so good. It's just a joke. Yeah. So I, you know, I would any day, any second. Someone says, "Can you go?" To, we got something in Vancouver, we got something in Toronto, we got yeah. something in Calgary. Yes, win. Okay. Just say. All right. I love it there. Uh, who were those two meathead friends of yours who talked you into doing Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> yeah, they're no longer friends. Oh, uh, the truth is that my wife uh, is really, she's a, an amazing dancer. And uh, we were trying to get my wife on the show. Oh. And then uh, somehow... It came to me, and my wife said, you've got to do this. And then I, said, I immediately said, no, I'm not doing it. Uh, I'm, I have zero interest. And then my buddies, three of my buddies, were saying, uh, what are you talking about? Do it. We watch it all. And I said, you watch the dancing show? I couldn't believe it. And uh, anyway, they all talked me into it. But my wife was really the culprit that kept saying, this would be fantastic. You've got to do it. I'll be here to help you. And then she got a job out of town, and I was screwed. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end. So I was. I tell everybody, like last night, we were dancing till 3 in the morning. Oh. And I kept saying, does this look like 12th place to you? Nice. Way to throw it down like yep. that. Well done. Yeah. Uh, well, how many, when was this? Last year, the year before, the year before? I don't know. I didn't watch it, so I don't know. Uh, uh, it was season seven, so, yeah, but that... uh, you know, it's probably Three years ago. Okay, all right. If you go to my, uh, let's see, my website, unfortunately, it's the only thing on my website still. <laughs> I need to change it. Yeah, can I say Can I say you and Gigi both need a web uh, person in your life, okay? You really do. You're so right. I've been getting such a lecture from, actually, my buddy who's the musician who did, he said, are you, it's like you haven't done anything in 20 years. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> and he said, you got this great movie coming out. Yeah. All these people want to go and you know, check out your site, and it looks like nothing. It looks like you haven't done anything in 20 years. And I said, okay. So I'm, I'm like, in the next week, I need to get it done. Okay. All right. I will hold you, you to that. You got a guy? I got a guy with the thing in the 
place, he can do the. He can take care of it. Um, <laughs> and today, today we're having. I'm on Transformers: Robots in Disguise, which is a new cartoon series and debuting today on the Cartoon Network tonight at six uh, in on the West Coast and three on the East Coast. And so we're going to go do live tweets from nice. the studio. Nice. And I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm laughing that I, I said, you know, my birds aren't really flying yet. No. I don't really know yeah. what's going on. So anyway, I'm going to go get a little lesson in tweeting. <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm <laughs> proud of you. I had a, uh, I have a friend who uh, came in second place dancing with the stars. I think it was last, was it last year, Tim? Do you remember? Uh, whose friend is this? Which, oh, yeah. That was last year. Yeah. Candace Cameron Bure. Oh, come on. Love her. I know. So... Because I love the Russian rocket. Yeah. Huge hockey fan. Uh, so, and love her husband, the nicest folks, but they live about three miles from me. Oh, you're up, because they're up, you got to go up the hill by the, where the museum place house used to be, what's it called? Yes. Gotti, the Gotti place, right? We're, we're closer, we're down uh, below them, we're on the bottom. Oh, okay. Over by the cliffs, looking over the ocean, and they are uh, up high, looking out. Yeah. Uh, but my son and her daughter know each other, and uh, they are a great family. I love her. Yeah. Spectacular. She irritates me a little bit, though. Ah! Love her. She, I love her. She's too stinking nice. Actually, what I don't like was when I was there, I was at their place for some soiree a little while ago, and Val busted out the uh, the Val, Val, the Burray family wines, at which I fell in love with, and then found out it's like 300 bucks a bottle. You don't want to fall in love with 300 bucks a bottle. You know what I mean? Tell me about it. Right. By the way, so last night, I bought wine for our party last night, and then my friends showed up and said, we're not drinking your swill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're not drinking your box wine. Uh, you know, you they did not. You did not amazing. have box wine. Come on. No, I didn't Stop have box it. wine. I had excellent wine, but, they, but <clears throat> these guys wanted better wine. Tim. Uh, and so they brought a case of their very special wine. We loved it. But So I didn't know that the Berets have their own wine. Oh, dude. What kind is it? Oh, I don't know. Expensive. It's they've got a white and a red, and and it was it was unlabeled when they had it at the house because they don't want to waste money on you know their own stuff they're serving at their house. (laughs) Uh, And he's I love it. Yeah, he's got the where their vines grown up in Napa. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's they're doing it right. They're doing it good. Tim, did you know that this guy Ted McGinley here? Yes. Landed a role on Happy Days, having never acted before. He he never even saw a script. Never saw a script. Oh. So, yeah. so thank God for uh, Burt Reynolds, the City of Toronto, and Gary Marshall. Yeah, boy, that's the truth. You know, Gary Marshall's one of these guys. So Gary Marshall uh, had Laverne and Shirley, and his sister was the star of Laverne, one of the two stars of Laverne and Shirley. Uh, he had, let's see, Mork and Mindy. Uh, he had Happy Days, and all on the lot at Paramount. We had Taxi, Mork and Mindy. Uh, we had all these shows. There was, it was like a magic time period that I was just fortunate enough to have started off in, like the greatest training ground you could yeah. ever imagine. If I didn't have that much to do in a script on Happy Days, I would go up to watch Mork and Mindy, and I would watch Jonathan Winters. And Robin Williams just oh my goodness and riff and I used to just sit in the oh. stands and watch them and die. It was so great. Oh my they, they got nothing done no. the entire time, <laughs> and they would just you know turn each other on and off. They couldn't stop, and it was so much fun. And then here I am with Henry Winkler, who was the biggest star in the world in season three of Happy Days. All over the world, there was not a bigger star. Wow. Uh, so 
you know, my very first day on the set, somebody called and was going to commit suicide, uh, and they needed to talk to Fonzie. And Henry got on that phone and literally, you know, talked this kid into putting down the knife what? or not jumping off the ledge, whatever. Yeah. I'll never forget it. And it was one of those moments where you just thought, wow, is this happening? Am I really here? Because uh, I was, all I was was nervous that I was going to open my mouth and then faint. Sure. And they'll just fire me. Sure. And it was one of those days where I just, I just thought, wow, this is, this is real power. Hmm. And these are real people. It was just magic. I know that, uh, well, I, I've heard that Happy Days was a, maybe a harder ensemble to, to break into as compared to Married with Children, right? But but, yeah. com- but coming into Married with Children, you know, you arrived around third or fourth season or whatever it was. Who was the biggest jerk when you first arrived? Uh, I'm married? Yeah. They're, they're yeah. honest to God. They're Come on. Like the, the prop guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, the prop guys were the, like, that was the hang on the set. Yeah. You know, so if it... it Unlike any show I've ever been on, uh, you, you didn't even get a call time. You look at the script and you say, "Okay, I don't come in till the third scene." So, and every day they started at ten a.m. So you show up. If you're the third scene, you say, "All right, I'll be there at 11. and you just show up. And if you're late, they sit around. Everybody would go to the prop room, get a bunch of food, and they would sit out on that couch and they would talk badly about you until you showed up. <laughs> and it was so much fun. Uh, but those guys, you know, I'd walk in there like, what are you doing here? And everybody else is walking and getting whatever they wanted. You know, they, they, I had to, <laughs> I had to earn that in there. I wasn't allowed to yeah. hang out. Took the, but the cast was insane. So cool. Can you imagine if you'd actually done 240 Robert, you know, if you well, signed you up? You did your it? homework. You are blowing my mind. I don't think I've ever had a conversation with anyone who's done their homework as well as you have. Uh, especially with my mundane facts, uh, I'm shocked right now at everything you're bringing up. Let me, really let, me just, your let me just tell you, it was really hard staying up. What, read, yeah, read, <laughs> keep your eyes open. Reading all your crap. Man. You are a pro. Uh, so 240 Robert was this rescue show, and I had uh, I ABC signed me to a contract where I couldn't work for anyone else but ABC for a year, and they were going to pay me a certain amount of money to just stay available for them. And then they were going to, I would go take acting lessons and they would put me through all these classes. Whatever I wanted to do, they would take care of it. And uh, so they they were doing a talent search and they sent out uh, this tape to this guy who was producing the show and going through all of his people. And they said, no, he got the last guy. He said, well, who's the last guy on this thing? And he said, no, he's not, we're not doing him. He's brand new. He doesn't know anything. And he said, well, I want him. And they said, well, we're not going to send him to you. And he said, okay. I'm going to fly him out myself. He sent me a plane ticket, said, come out from New York to California, and I want you to read this for me. And so when I was here, they said, well, go meet Gary Marshall while you're here. And that was it. I got happy days because they grabbed me first. I was going to get the other one. uh, But happy days said yes first, and that was four and a half years that I worked with happy days. And the other one was on the air for six episodes. Um, You... um You've worked a lot. Okay, let me just throw this out. Uh, see if see if you can handle this one. What do what does what do Tom Hanks, Colleen Doers, uh, Stuart Granger, Ricky Martin, Janet Jackson, Milton Berle all have in common? The love boat soon will be right. making another run. Another run. My voice is gone from singing. Yeah, from yes. screaming last night. But who would have thought? I mean, literally, there were some amazing yeah. people that came <laughs> through that 
relationship. And and I, as the photographer, often had real film in my camera. So I have I have some amazing photographs of people on like blackmail. <laughs> no, that's my real friends here. Uh, I have a lot of blackmail <laughs> from photographs. last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was, that's what I was doing when before you called. I was going through Photoshop. Yeah, but- uh, but the uh, seriously, I have just so many great photos of people like Colleen Dewhurst and Stuart Granger and Lana Turner and Ricky Martin when he was with Menudo, and he was the little cute little kid. Uh, just you know, really great stuff. Those cruises. So we worked in a studio most of the year, and then we would go on these cruise. You would actually go out on a cruise ship for um, like we'd do three at a time. So that would be three two-hour movies, and that would take you, you know, a month or six weeks on a cruise. And you had first-class everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron Spelling was a top-notch producer, and he would give you first-class for you and a guest. <laughs> and so I would have people come and go. You know, you could fly out, hang with me for two weeks, and we'd bring somebody else in, and buddies of mine, girl, you know, girlfriends, whatever it was. And it was all over the world, yeah. and it was just... You know, it was a great show to work on. Yeah, I hate you, too. It was tough. hate you. It was tough. Um, Gavin McLeod has been on our show a couple of times, a few times. He's been just a, what a beautiful man. I mean, uh, and his, you know, there's some health issues there within his wife. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, uh, do you, uh, do you run into Gavin at all or no? Yeah. So Gavin also lived, uh, yeah. Not far from the Berets. Pacific Palisades. Uh, he was our mayor. Yeah. Uh, uh, for a while. Uh, yeah, I I ran into him a little bit then, but now he moved out to the desert, and I haven't seen him. And I am, that is my worst trait, is that I'm I'm a very poor uh, networker, and, and I don't touch base with right. people well. Yeah. I sort of move on. But Gavin, I love, <laughs> literally the nicest guy ever in the business. And I remember at the time I kept saying, God, he's such a powerful person. Yeah. I'm not sure he knows it. No, he doesn't. No, you know, you're spot on. He... Totally right. Yeah. Totally right. Uh, sport... well, when he was the star of that show, I mean, he really had a lot of power and a lot of juice. And uh, he never used it for anything but kindness. Yeah, he he really does. He leaks kindness. He does. He, um, and they were a cute couple, by the way. Sports Night West Wing, is Aaron Sorkin really a genius, or is it only when he's... When no. When, okay, you know, no. You, know, no. you know what I was going to say. No. Okay. That guy, so, you know, I know it's way overused, especially in Hollywood, but he is a genius. Yeah. Absolute genius. And you would sit, and because he would, he was, all, he was often late getting you the script. And so everyone would wait for the script to show up, and then you're blown away. It was like getting this amazing dessert that you were just waiting for. Uh, he is brilliant beyond brilliant. I don't know anyone like him in the business. Can you please tell me that you've you've at least seen uh, what I'm about to mention here? So you walk in, Craig Ferguson and the director tell you you've got the gig on the spot. It's the only time you've ever been given a job on the spot, and you've still never seen the big tease. Tell me you've seen it. No, I've never seen it. What is wrong I, with you? I have never seen it. Well, now I think I was just mad at Craig for not having me on a show, so I wouldn't <laughs> watch it. But uh, not that I asked. But uh, yeah, I just never. I, you know what? I haven't seen a lot of things, to be honest with you. Yeah. 
Uh, um, I just I watched Happy Days the very or I watched Married with Children the first time it aired, and I don't think I've ever seen another one. I just uh, saw the other day. Uh, yesterday, I read an article. Robert Carradine from Revenge of the Nerds was just really, really hurt in a head-on collision in Colorado last week. Did you know that? I did. I just heard yesterday. I heard last night, and I'm I uh, waiting for somewhere to reach out. I know that uh, he is an he was at one point was a race car driver. I mean, the guy's an expert driver. So I know you know I don't know what if he hit ice. Or I don't know that much about the story, other than I heard he was in a bad accident. Yeah. His, his his wife's also heard, uh, of course. He uh, now brother David Carradine, right? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah? The Carradine family, yeah. Gee. And uh, you know, nobody <laughs> wants to see a friend go through something like that. So you started around nineteen or twenty. Now you're fifty six uh, or something yep. like that. Uh, worked <laughs> yeah, exactly. Worked seven and a half seasons on Married with Children, four on Happy Days, probably three, three and a half on Love Boat. Um, who'd have thunk you'd go from Happy Days to one of the most dysfunctional families in America to the Hallmark Channel to faith-based films? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I sometimes sit around and think, I got to be the luckiest guy in the entire world. I started so young, I'm still doing it. I get to, you know, I'm, I mean, it's just I can't. Sometimes I pinch myself. I just can't believe it's my life that I'm lucky enough to still be doing it. I've come through with so many great actors along the way who sort of just weeded out, and uh, I just think that you know there there has to be a reason. Years ago, when I first started, like when I started Happy Days, I couldn't figure out why me. Like I'd go into a class and I'd meet these actors who had been trying for 20 years to get where they're where they want to be. And here I kind of walked on to something that I didn't deserve. Mm. And so I started doing, um, I worked for this camp called Camp Dream Street, which was a camp for kids with cancer. And I realized, okay, maybe this is why. Maybe this is why I'm lucky enough to be that guy. And so I've got to do something to to make it work because I had such a hard time with it. Uh, and so, you know, I'm the luckiest guy you ever met. And here I am. I get to do this movie do you believe which was magic it was a great place you know being in michigan as the leaves were changing which we don't have in california it was so beautiful and just what a great experience it was people again so nice yeah okay so do you believe in theaters march 20th um people have said it's like the movie crash but with a spiritual conversation in amongst it my my important question about this was how is the casino <laughs> yeah so we we filmed the entire movie was filmed at nighttime. Yeah. So I would go to work at five p.m. and then I would get home at seven in the morning. So it was brutal. And thank goodness we were in a casino because they have really good blackout curtains, right? <laughs> yes. So you, you, you could sleep <clears throat> during the day, <clears throat> but it looked like sometimes I'd come in so ragged from a rough day at work and you walk through the casino, it looked like I just had every penny taken from me. <laughs> uh, and you'd see these different cast members walking through the casino with their head down. <laughs> but And I love to gamble, by the way. I really do. I love, I'm a roulette guy. That's what I like to do. Did you win? Played, did you Did you score? I did not play one time. I couldn't believe it. Because after all, at, at the end of the day, it's me sitting on the table all by myself. Yeah, loser. You know, I just feel stupid. Like, well, who am I? I'm, who am I going to talk to? Or <clears throat> it's just weird. So, and I don't like it that much. Where I'm going to sit by myself with a beer and 
and play roulette. Number of people in this in this movie, uh, which is you know kind of ridiculous. All the name dropping we can do here. Brian Bosworth, I remember him from uh, football days. Of course, Sybil Shepherd, Mira Sorvino, Mira Sorvino, award-winning actress, Six Million Dollar Man, Lee Majors, man. yeah, oh, Schwazy, the rapper, Sean Astin, the Sean Astin, the Hobbit, Mackenzie Mays is the young girl in this movie who will steal your heart. She's the breakout star of the movie. I think she's already, and I'm not kidding, doing Spielberg's movie. Uh, she is going to be huge. Who, She's magic. There's a name on here. I have no clue who this is. Tracy Mel Milk Melquire. All right, Melquire. Who played my wife? Right. And she is beautiful, she, kind, sweet, stunning, and plays a, a woman who's unable to have a baby, and is heartbroken and is dealing with depression. I play the pastor who is used to taking care of everybody in the congregation. Right. And as you know, sometimes the pastor's family is overlooked a little bit because there are so many needy people along the way. And that was sort of what I learned in my research. Every single one of them <clears throat> had that experience. You know, if they were kids of a pastor, that that they were... It was hard for them because, the you know, their dad is, is busy. And, uh, and sometimes, you know, you forget about what goes on inside your own doors a little bit. Uh, and uh, so we had that issue in our house on the show was that, you know, she'd had this pain and we couldn't really work through it. And uh, she plays this beautifully. And, was, and Madison just, Pettit is just... Just while you're talking there, I Googled uh, I Googled her name and uh, a good-looking good looking woman, but, I mean, is, yeah. she, uh, yeah. is she a real actor? Like, does she... Uh, oh, yeah, she's, a, she's um, you know, a soap girl. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is she a real actor? Come on. You know, these no, she's, soap no, chicks. No, I mean, she's wonderful. She's very, very special. I mean, you'll fall in love with her. Really? She was, yeah, oh, she's so great. One Life to Live, Bold and Beautiful, but she's, but now she's just super present. But and, I mean, come on, and, you got a soap girl in a, in a kind of a God movie. I mean, there's got to be, that's got to yeah. come with a bit of trash factor, eh, these soap chicks? No, I mean, she's a very strong person of faith maybe one of the strongest people on the show. I mean, she's she is really uh, walks the walk. Hey, um, uh, She's a very special person. Uh, Tracy, I tried my hardest. I really did. <laughs> Hi, Ted. Hey, Tracy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, this, you know what? This is brutal. What if I had said... <laughs> oh, Oh my, oh my gosh, goodness. Ted! Who did I, I thought I couldn't love you anymore. Oh my God! How dare you? You. I had to. I had to call in and save you because Drew just was—he's a terrible interview, and I felt bad for you. So I had Thank to call in and like that. add something. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for coming to my rescue because I needed—I had no idea he was going to put me to sleep six times. I've known Drew for a long time. Uh, no wonder. What a moment. No wonder. What a tender moment that was. Yeah. Well, I had to come on, and, um, well, it was great that you were so complimentary, for one, but I also wanted to come on and vouch and say that, yes, it's true, Ted is a terrible networker. <laughs> yes. He doesn't yeah. keep in touch. <laughs> um, and so I have to stalk him on random radio talk shows to say hi. <laughs> right. Right. 
future, if Tracy's on in the future, please call me so I can. <laughs> I'll do the whole thing with an Irish accent if you want. <laughs> I did. I did this last week with uh, Shawn Michaels and Ted DiBiase from the WWE. I had Shawn on, and I, I was wow. I was slagging Ted. Ted's a buddy of mine, the Million Dollar Man, and and Shawn wouldn't take the bait either. You guys are so stinking nice. Is it just because you're on the radio? Or, you know, I don't understand. <laughs> no, um, no, I think that Ted actually is really deal. that nice. And I heard him talking about how how did I get so lucky? I'm so lucky, and you know there is a you know, a little bit of luck that comes to play, but I think uh, you've created your own luck by being the kind of guy you are and the kind of work ethic that you have. So. Well, that's the other thing. Tracy has told me some some things about you. He, uh, she has said that you, uh, even when you're not scheduled to be on set, you're there, you're you're hanging out with people, you just part of the, you know, like to be part of the family, you're helping whenever you can, you're helping crew do stuff. I tried to, I was, uh, I was, in a, was part of the stunt team on Cinderella Man, and I tried to help the crew move something, and their lawyers got involved because of all the union stuff. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So it's an issue. Yeah. <laughs> but Chase is the same way. I mean, we did it together. We did all that stuff together. <laughs> we hung out together. We'd go on miserable days. And then we would go get warm while everybody else had to stay out and suffer. I hear, though, uh, 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 young man, uh, uh, I hear, Ted, that you, you drive you drive like an old woman, is the quote I heard. <laughs> I didn't now, say old woman. I just told him about our scenic ride home when J.J. had to use the restroom. I just told him that story. And that, and that you have some, some beautiful culinary uh, taste buds. You have just, you're, you're a bit of an aficionado when it comes to choosing restaurants to eat at. Yeah, well, sure. well, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to diss the. I don't want to diss the uh, the town. But there was one restaurant, <laughs> and, and Tracy was not going for Chinese food for some reason. Uh, you don't so, do Chinese in Manistee, Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Oh so, yeah, that was a bit of a that was a bit of a stretch. Well, listen. I, I just before you know we say goodbye to both of you. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Um, there, there is, I mean, this is, look, Jesus movies get slagged, right? And so now we're yep. calling them, you know, faith films or whatever. And, you know, the the unfortunately, you know, left behind ruin it for everybody, right? And in my yep. opinion, anyway. And, but yep. I have heard time and time again that this movie is, you know, the real deal. This movie, if you liked the first one, right, God is not dead, um, uh, this is even better. Everybody keeps saying that people they're they're surveying people as they're leaving screenings, and they're saying this one is even better. So you got to be happy about that, eh? So eh? happy about it. This is real filmmaking. I mean, this is so. If you were not a faith based person, uh, uh, you would still yes. I mean, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, what would you say religious speak in the movie. However. You can't watch this movie without being moved, yeah. and you can go afterwards and walk out of the theater and say, that was a good movie. I promise you walk out of there and say, that's a good movie. Uh, so aside from everything else, just movie making, it's great. The message is fantastic. It's so enriching. It's a great film. Well, the plug is this, folks. It's pretty simple. Do you believe in theaters March 20th? And if you ever saw a crash, you know, you'll understand, I guess, the premise of things, a bunch of different lives intersecting. And and, and I got to say, I'm actually quite thankful. That's kind of what our show is about. We're trying to talk about real stuff, but with, uh, you know, I guess maybe a spiritual conversation behind it. And the do you believe, man, I mean, 
you know, I'm at the point of my uh, spiritual life where I'm not even sure if I believe. I'm I'm Mr. Doughty Pants. That's a great term. Uh, <laughs> right now, in a huge way, and and so I love it that this is out there. Uh, the only person I have to look up to spiritually is Tracy, so you understand how I'm struggling. <laughs> well, I think she's nice to look at. Oh, look stop. Oh, oh, stop. Uh, but, I, but I will tell you that uh, when you see this movie, you will walk out of there and, and you realize that it's not just the people of faith. It's the people of faith that reach people who just need a hand and uh, people who are a little bit lost and need something strong to stand on, and that sometimes that's all it is. Uh, And I just think that if people support the movie, they'll get more of these kind of movies that are of better quality and better filmmakers, better actors, better everything. Uh, But if if it falls flat, then it just sort of will go flat. Tracy? I was going to say, too, it's funny because, you know, you get asked this question a lot when you're doing these interviews about you know, for Christians and Christians going and stuff, but I have never fought in the military and loved American Sniper, you know, and I kind of liken it to that, that you don't, your friends that you want to bring along, they don't have to be believers to come watch a movie about belief. And, you know, it's like we see movies, uh, you know, I watch one of my favorite shows is a medical drama. I've never been a doctor. I can bear I, over a Band-Aid and aspirin. That's my medical training, but I love medical shows. So it's that kind of thing where you, you can enjoy something that takes you a different path that you never sure, have gone sure. down before. Well, and my my, I've never watched a soap opera, but my life uh, is a soap <laughs> opera. You see. <laughs> well, you you yeah, think well. you're a soap true, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, just before I, 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 I've already said just before I say goodbye, I've already said that, but honestly, just before I say goodbye, Ted, you're you two were husband and wife on this set. Uh, I want to ask uh, Tracy. Tracy, how soon into a into a film project do you let your 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 stage husband know uh, that your husband is a former member of the LA SWAT team? What point do you let yeah, that she out? Let, she sent me a letter before I got there. Honest <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, he sent me the letter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with some shell yeah. with some shell casings in it. I understand. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. 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 It was written on crosshair paper. Crosshair paper, love it. <laughs> and I will say, it's also tattooed on her back. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so. funny. That is. I don't funny. know. Before every scene, Ted just said, "Hey, crew, let me know if you see a red dot." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and the great thing is, we only saw it twice. No, that's good. That's good. Oh, oh yeah. man. You know, that's one of my favorite things about working with Ted, and I'll tell you publicly right now, it's that. It was such a perfect balance with you that we had a chemistry that was yeah. perfect amount of professional without crossing that line, and that's what I think worked for our story and for me yeah. working on it. It was it was just beautiful. I mean, instantly, yes. like the first scene we shot, it was just it was so good. I knew right away. First scene, I said, "Okay, this is going to so work." Was it yeah. as was it as warm and tender as our first lunch together, Tracy? Was that was that a warm tender? <laughs> Yeah, I got to tell you, when you asked me to call in, I felt torn between two lovers. I have to. Oh, stop it! Because a part of me felt like I was betraying Ted. I almost was like, I feel like I should shoot Ted a text and warn him. This is not cool. But yeah, next time you've been better. my friend. Long, and I don't know what to do. I had laid into you for God. Yeah, you're just a soap actor. Oh my God! I mean, I'm just a loser, and you know. 
Oh, too funny. Too funny. All right, listen, uh, guys, thank you very much. Of course, uh, doyoubelieve.com is a website, doyoubelieve.com. Go watch this stinking thing. And don't go watch it just because you're, you know, supporting faith films. That's ridiculous. Go because it's a great flick. My goodness. Yeah. Ted McGinley. Really go see this new young girl who's going to be a huge star. No, nah, and go yeah. see Ted McGinley. Ted, do you have any shirt off scenes at all that is kind of good? I know. I don't even have it on. I don't wear a shirt the entire movie. Oh, there you go, folks. There you go. <laughs> yep. Do you believe in yep. Ted McGinley's pecs? Um, I have my, but I am wearing a bra. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I'm at that same age. I've gone up a cup size this year, man. It's brutal. <laughs> hey, good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tracy, yeah. so fun, so fun. And uh, to both of you, thank you very, very much. What a blast. God bless. Right. Thank you so much. Tracy, I will see you at the premiere Monday. I will see you on Monday. I'll have Bodyguard with me, so don't be mad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll have mine with me, too. Oh, brother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, see you guys. Bye. Bye. Ah, too fresh. How can you buy all the stars in the skies? How can you buy two blue Irish eyes? How can you purchase? A fond mother's sighs How can you buy Killarney? Nature bestowed all her gifts with a smile The emerald, the shamrock, and the blarney When you can buy all these wonderful things Then you can buy Killarney Then you can buy Killarney 